Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. Now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Tuesday morning. What open phone lines for you? 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, it happened last night, the national championship with Michigan. Who's got it better than us? Michigan with the victory over Washington. And of course, as you watch the game, I couldn't help but to think, first of all, as a college football fan, Sad because it's the last college football game until September. But the other thing I was thinking about is Jim Harbaugh and his future. Look, Jim Harbaugh is a hell of a football coach. And I think I've been clear, you know, if that stuff does come out when the investigation's over that he was behind this whole thing, it'd be tough for me to move past that. But that is not where the focus is at this point. His club was outstanding last night. Washington was the number one line, offensive or defensive, in college football, won the award, Mm -hmm. the Joe Moore Award. And Michigan just ran over them. Shea and I were talking earlier this morning, and he said, how can you like J.J. McCarthy? They never really asked him to throw the football. Well, like the 49ers did when they got to the Super Bowl, and Kyle Shanahan was asked, you only threw nine passes. Why? Because the run was working. Yeah, I'm, I'm not stupid here. Nor is Jim. They were able with Blake Corum and all these different dudes and that offensive line to be able to make plays and then the defense imposing their will. Tip your cap. The guy's a hell of a football coach. And that is a hell of a football team. And they are the national champions. Whatever goes on with the NCAA down the road, on that night, they were far superior to the University of Washington. Now... The big question is, is he the perfect hire if you, Jonathan Hood, were Kevin Warren? Well, let's go all the way back to this fall when we saw that the Bears were going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And we said as a collective, as a show, there has to be change here because we have to understand what Matty Refluce is here for. Matty Refluce is here to get you over the hump to whatever's next for the Chicago Bears. The day he was hired, I told you that this was a transitional hire because you could see a Rick Renneria coming down the pike. As soon as he, as someone, as he gets hired, you expect to maybe win a championship. You expect it, but you just know it's not going to be there because he's an A to B manager. Mm-hmm. Just like some of the, the managers that the Sox and Cubs have had in the, in the past, you say these are transitional hires to get to someplace else. Yep. And I know that it's, that sounds unfair because you say you hire someone because you expect to win a championship. But when you see a hire, you know exactly what it is. And so when it comes to Matt Eberflus, you're just trying to clean up the mess. You have Ryan Poles as a general manager. You have Kevin Warren being part of the organization. And because of that, you're just trying to reimagine the franchise. And if you could find a coach that can provide some stability, 
stability in Iberflus, then you move on to something bigger and better if you underachieve. Three wins to seven wins is one thing, Cap, but you'd get no championship just because you won four more games from last year. If you're going to strike while the iron's hot, you, it doesn't get any hotter than Jim Harbaugh as a NFL head coaching candidate. There's no doubt that he'll be leaving Michigan. I told you at the time, Cap, this feels like Pete Carroll to me. Pete Carroll ran away from USC because he knew the long arm of the law was coming. And the same thing with Michigan. They may may or may not have their banner snatched, but there's going to be something that's going to happen to the Michigan program, plus all the seniors that Michigan has as well. Harbaugh's not going to stick around for it. He, he came there to win a national championship. He did that. Now he's moving on. It has that LeBron coming back to Cleveland feel of, all right, I'm back home. We won a championship. All right, I got a championship for my hometown. So long, everybody. I'm moving on. Same thing with Jim. Jim would be perfect as the Bears head coach. I'd love to see that. I've been, I'm not going to get off of that because I told you that in October. I really believe that he'd be perfect as the Bears head coach if the Bears are going in that direction. Okay, here's why I disagree with you. And there's a proviso in there. West or east? We'll go uh, a new one. Proviso north. <laughs> proviso north. Okay. <laughs> right, new program. All right. If he wants control of the 53 and to be the ultimate decision maker on the talent coming into the organization, that's a non-starter for me. It never works when people do that. We tried that here many, many years ago with my friend Dave Wanstead, where ah, he was the boss. David. And it didn't work. It wasn't for those three plays. Right. It just didn't work. It's too much for one person. So for me, the ultimate decision maker in football operations is Ryan Poles. Yes, he has a boss he has to report to, whether that's Kevin Warren or George McCaskey, but he is the guy. If they're drafting... At number one, if he decides, you know what, I'm taking Caleb Williams, that's his call. He'll talk to his coach. He'll talk to his OC. He'll talk to his bosses, lay out his case. Here's what my staff and I have learned. Here's all the intel. I'm taking that guy. But it's his call. And if Jim says, no, 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 you want me, I'm the boss. And Ryan will report that's a non-starter for me because it does not work. Belichick's trying to hang on for dear life because he has struggled in his career without Tom Brady, and he's been the ultimate boss on personnel and everything. Mm -hmm. All right, I won't do the personnel anymore. I don't want to get to that point. I really like our GM. We got a bright young GM, cutting edge, knows all the up-to-date stuff going on in the league. He's, what, 38, 39? Sure. No. If Jim wants to come coach my team, that's a different discussion. So that's where I'm at. I'm not. Hello? Yeah, Jim, congrats on winning the Natty last night. I'm Kevin Warren. Here's a blank check. Unless he wants to be the coach of the team, that is a different discussion. Would you, would you agree, though, that this is Rick Renneria to Joe Madden? Oh, if Eberflus? I don't think Eberflus is as good as Rick Renneria. Well, you understand the point. But I get what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Whoever... Look, if you go from Matt Eberflus to Ben Johnson, there's no guarantee Ben Johnson will ever be good. Because, I don't know, Snorling, how many years ago was Arthur Smith hired in Atlanta? Three? Three years. Three yeah. years, yeah. Okay. Yep. He was a hot name. I read all about him. Mm -hmm. Hot name, man. This is one of the bright offensive minds in football. Get out. Gone. And he has a lot of talent on his football team. 
And he didn't even know how to use Bijan Robinson. Then why'd you take him at seven? And he's now fired. Yeah. So there's no guarantee that Brian Johnson in Philadelphia, well, I don't know, their, de- their offense is starting to show. Maybe he's the greatest coach in the history of the world next. We don't know. When John Harbaugh got the Ravens, I went back and read some of the articles. Well, he's never been a coordinator. He was a special teams guy. Mm-hmm. Huh? It worked. Mike Ditka, special teams guy in Dallas. It worked. Andy Reid never was a coordinator. Quarterback coach. Huh. It worked. So find the right freaking guy, whether he coaches special teams, whether he's the video guy, or whether he's the freaking trainer. That guy can control the 53 in the room. They respect him and they play for him. Well, I found the right guy, and that is Jim Harbaugh. And I think the, the reasons are simple, Cap. He understands offense very well. We know that from Jim Harbaugh. I'll never forget, as long as I live, that Bears 49ers game in which Jim was the head coach for San Francisco, and we found out the letters RPO and what that meant when Kaepernick was the quarterback. Your first bet. Hold, no, no, that was, no, that was not it. No, that was, that was Cade McDowell. Oh, sorry. That was Cade McDowell as a quarterback, and the Bears couldn't cross the 50. Right, you got polluted a lot sooner than the gym game. <laughs> <laughs> so he understands offense very well, Cap. The accomplishments of college football and the NFL on that level I mean, it it speaks for themselves. All the things that he's done, he has been able to prove himself on every level, college and pro. Also, he is the ultimate player's coach. You got a lot of those, I understand, in the NFL. But you could just see just him working with the players in Michigan on that level to lead them to a national championship. He's the ultimate player's coach. And also, it's a significant upgrade for what you have. I understand the word uh, resolve. I also understand the word you know, trying to, you know, the idea of trying to keep things together, the consistency of being able to keep things together at House Hall. But you know what, Cap? At some point, if you're Kevin Warren or if you're Ryan Poles, you say, yeah, we like Matt, but what could Jim do with this offense? Everyone's bitching about our offense and bitching about Justin Fields and how we're behind the times offensively and we have plays behind the sticks. Jim Harbaugh doesn't look at it that way. He doesn't look at it that way. And I think he, a fresh set of eyes in this offense as head coach would do wonders for the Chicago Bears. I would love for that to happen. If it doesn't happen, if you want to be consistent and just keep going with a Matty Refluce, that's fine. But it, you, you can't tell me that he's an upgrade or he's the guy that would be better than Jim Harbaugh in this spot. I've been consistent with this since October. I still want him to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. It's not even because he's a former Bear. I don't care about that part of it. I don't care about the love fest and that. I just care about someone that understands offense and understands how to keep people together. And I think that Jim can do that. You don't snatch any banners in the NFL. Okay. Don't worry about that. Okay, so if I called you right now, Hoodie, I'm with Jim Harbaugh. He said he'll take the job, but he is the boss. Ryan Poles reports to him, not the other way around. He can run the personnel department. But in the end, it's my call. You doing that? Yeah. I, I, uh, I think that at some point, everything could be collaborative, though. The idea that Ryan Poe is going to take two, three, four steps back from Jim Harbaugh, that's not going to happen. I think because Kevin Warren's in the room, they will work together. And I think that Jim, going to whatever NFL team is going to go to, even if it's the Bears, he understands this is his last opportunity. It's his last opportunity. In the NFL. Yeah, he's what, 62? Yeah. This will be his last time. So you don't want to muddy the waters because of power. Hey, he, he should have a say because he deserves a say. 
It's Jim Harbaugh. A say say is different than having the ultimate authority. Yeah. Unless you have some information that we're all not privy to, I don't know if that's exactly what he wants. Is that what you're saying? Are you reporting that this morning? No. Can we aggregate you and say that Daniel Greenberg, uh, chief aggregator, uh, make sure that you put out there on social media, David Kaplan reporting that Jim Harbaugh needs full autonomy of the 53-man roster and has to be the boss. That that is what was reported when he was going after the the Minnesota Viking job. Well, there you can understand. Right. And (laughs) you can understand that there. Quincy Adolfo Menza came in as the GM and, no, 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 no. I'm going to be the guy, Jim, reportedly. And no. Not going to happen here in Minnesota, so they hired Kevin O'Connell, mm-hmm. who's a really good coach. Again, I'm not going to put Jim above Ryan Poles. I'm not. That setup doesn't work for me. You want to come coach the team? That's a different discussion. But Ryan Poles is the ultimate decision maker for me. Sure. He's done a really good job getting the roster to a much better place. There's still miles to go. That's the way the poem reads. But Let's let's be clear. The Bears have a history-making opportunity to remake the future of their franchise. Mm-hmm. They can change quarterbacks. They have two top ten picks. I mean, I watched Roma Dunze last night and went, okay, I want that guy. I want him mm-hmm. on my team. Or Marvin Harrison or Malik Neighbors. Those are the three top guys. I want one of them lining up on my football team because they're really good. But I also, as I screamed yesterday, i got to fix the offensive line. The O-line has got to get fixed. Now imagine Jim Harbaugh presiding over all of that. That looks good to me. It doesn't look like a dunce cap on the sidelines, Cap. It looks like someone that's been around the NFL that understands how to be able to run an offense and what it takes for an offense to run. People are, may not be enamored with J.J. McCarthy, which is fine, but the bottom line is is that the Bears are, are always who they always have been, and that is a team that runs the football well. And, and Harbaugh finds a way to be able to run the football well. They ran over 300 yards against the Huskies yesterday. That's really the hallmark of what Harbaugh can bring, but also understands offense to get the ball down the field. So I, I like the idea of someone that um, is, can really be able to get in touch with the players, be able and has respect in the locker room in the NFL because he's been there. He's not some neophyte or just some kid coming in there. That's Jim Harbaugh, man. People know who he is. They know what it took for him to be a quarterback in this league. And so I think all that matters. To me, that, that is, now again, you say the argument against it is power. This all, always comes down to power and money, doesn't it? All, in almost every instance, it comes down to power and money. And I think that if Kevin Warren looks at Jim Harbaugh and says, we have problems in the Big Ten when we were together, but I'm going to do what's best for business. And what's best for business is Jim Harbaugh on a sideline for the Chicago Bears. That's what's best for business. No matter what happened in the past, let's just shake on it. Four or five-year deal, whatever it takes. But we want you to lead the Bears to the Super Bowl. Let's see. Because if you just go with continuity and mm-hmm. just say, Hmm. You know, Matt Eberflus for now is good. What if the Bears are under seven wins next year with this continuity, with Eberflus coming back? Then what? Now you're looking for another head coach. Harbaugh's off the board, and now you're looking for the next hot offensive or defensive coordinator as your head coach. Okay, so Courtney was on Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. 
I want Shay, you were listening to it. I'm going to pull it up on the podcast. I had to sneak a nap in yesterday. I was tired getting home at, after 12 Sunday night and back down here early. But apparently she said she's pretty confident. Field's gone. Getsy gone. Not sure on Eberflus. We're going to talk to her at 918. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then you've got to blow Eberflus out. I, I don't want to put words in Courtney's mouth. She She said that the front office was exasperated by what they saw in Green Bay. And with the feelers, it seems like Getsy and Fields are gone. Okay, so that's the way she put it. All right, so if you get rid of Getsy, that seems to be a fait accompli. Mm-hmm. If you get rid of Justin Fields, we'll see. Why are you bringing Eberflus back? Because I don't care who the brilliant offensive mind you bring in here is, but let's paint the scenario. They draft Caleb Williams or J.J. McCarthy or uh, Drake May or the kid from LSU, Mm -hmm. Jaden Davis. And now we've got that guy as the O.C., Eberflus. They spend money. They get another top ten pick. And the quarterback struggles like some do as a rookie. He's not C.J. Stroud. Correct. And the Bears go 6-11 and 11 next year. You bringing Eberflus back again? I would say no. Okay, so now we've got a rookie quarterback who learned a new system. Struggled, which can happen. Roster's markedly better, so you're probably not picking super high. 6-11, and 7-10, and 10, whatever they are. Now you fire the head coach. He says, well, I don't want that OC. Pay him off. I want my own guy. Oh, now we're going to learn another new system. Like, that's so bears. Right. But. Rip off the scab then. Yes. That, that's why we'll you do that. run them all back. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm saying if you're going to keep Eberflus, what offensive coordinator worth his salt when he's going to have multiple opportunities? He's going to go, yeah, I'm in. I'm coming to Chicago. I want to work with Fields yep. and Eberflus. And I'll be the guy. No. That's not the way it's going to work. Do you understand why this offseason is so complicated? Yes. I mean, for, for some, it's just they already have the lane that listen to us. They already have the lane. Blow out everybody, start fresh, or bring everybody back for the sake of continuity. Right. And I'm just telling you that if you are able to draft Caleb Williams, say you got rid of Fields or you traded Fields and then you brought in Caleb Williams, well, there's going to be some slippage. I'll call it now. There is, it's not going to be Caleb Williams in 11 wins. No. Really? No, Why? Be, no, because there's a learning curve for any quarterback is in that spot. Really? Yeah. C.J. Stroud didn't have one? There's a learning curve for almost anybody that's in that spot. There, there's, there's more examples of that not working versus working. You gave me C.J. Stroud. Can I give you the screed of quarterbacks that had to learn on the fly? I'll start with, I'll start with uh, Fabio. I'll start with Trevor Lawrence. And, and just keep moving. And I, we could fill up three hours of quarterbacks that had to learn on the job. Brock Purdy? Yeah. As a rookie, really good. Yes, yes. Now, he had a great team around him. Yeah. A great coach. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, but, what about this infrastructure? There's plenty of times, Cap, where there's a learning curve. I mean, do you want me to go through the list? Do you want, to, want me to waste the audience no, time? The list, if you had the scales or the seesaw, if you want to use a seesaw playground analogy, Yeah, your side would be, not because you're bigger than me, your side would be all the way down on the ground and I'd be up in the air because I don't have enough chips of quarterbacks that I can drop in my side. There's always going to be a learning curve. There's going to be slippage. Probably. But then you hope you can pull the nose up quicker with a better roster. Correct. That's my point. That Okay. So 
if you fire Getsy, you got to clean everybody out then. Yeah. You got to. Right. Because, like you said, if you fit, hey, but some people feel like because the defense was better, that Iberflu should stay. And that the problem is offense, you fire the OC. You've heard that too. We, you've taken that call, have you not? To, to f- just fire the OC? Yeah, we've heard that. We've taken that call many times. Feel like, no, like Fields is fine. He just needs a different offensive coordinator and just move forward with that. Okay, so we, that's, we've heard that. Right. So now to those people, I'd say, so you're convinced. He can learn a brand new offense, which everybody in the league, we've asked multiple people in the league, minimum two years to understand a new offense. Terminology, everything. It's not that easy. You don't just go, yeah, you run out there, take a turn to the right, and I'll throw the ball. That's not how it works in the NFL. It's super complex. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now we bring in a new OC with Justin Fields with Eberflus, and it struggles next year. All right. Now I'll clean it up. Well, I don't have the number one pick again. <laughs> right. Why didn't you tell me that a year ago? See? And then you're going to get some also-ran or some middle-of-the-road quarterback to try to be a placeholder for the position. Right. Oh, is Baker Mayfield a free agent? See? No. This is why this is complicated. Can I get 37-year-old Kirk Cousins? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's super complicated. I just, at the time that... Joe Madden was hired. Mm-hmm. You remember it like I was. I remember it. I said, well, Joe Madden's here. The mood's about to change. First of all, with Theo there, I knew the Cubs were going to win the World Series. People thought I had turds for earrings looking at me like there's no way that, that, that the Cubs are ever going to win the World Series. I said, Theo Epstein's here. They're going to win the World Series. I'm a White Sox fan. Saw it from the other side watching the Red Sox. I know what that guy can do. Give him money. He knows how to allocate the money. He knows how to put structure together in an organization. It will be reimagined, and that Cubs team is going to win the World Series. They won the World Series and division championships on top of that. So at the time of the hire of Joe Madden, I said, boy, that is a big upgrade from what they had because the thought I had was if Joe Madden can win with a small market team like Tampa, imagine what he could do with money. Mm-hmm. And you saw what happened. Correct. World Series championship. Same thing here with the Bears. Ibraflus is just here just for a song, man. Come on. He was not going to be here for five years, six years. I was hoping to be wrong about that. I was just being glib and just, you know, talking to you about it. But I, I was like, this guy's not the, the guy. Placeholder. But now that you have someone in place, Cap, that's why you strike why the iron's hot. It's but, Jim Harbaugh. And if it's not Jim Harbaugh, then who? Who? Right. I was wondering if someone would get fired on Black Monday that you go, I'll take that guy. But, like, you, but, but Tomlin's still in place. Tomlin's got a playoff game to coach. <laughs> yeah. Mike Vrabel, they know what they have in Mike Vrabel. He's a really good coach down in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. His players love playing for him. He's fiery. He's a game-tested guy as a player with the Patriots. He's not going anywhere. He, it looks like he's staying, unless that changes. He's had, I know I read last night, more meetings to come. But they did not act on separation yesterday. So who's out there? Yeah. And, and by the way, because you asked that, you did not buy the thoughts from Albert Breer, who would talk to coming up at 830. We talked to him every Tuesday at 835. You didn't buy his notion that there isn't a lot of candidates out there. I don't. I don't believe that. I mean, there's, there's names, but like I gave you names when we started this show. We, if we'd had the discussion those years, who's John Harbaugh? He's not one of the hot coordinators. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really good. And he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Oh, who is the 
quarterback coach from Green Bay, Andy Reid? Yeah. Going to the Eagles? Huh? Really? Never been an OC? Yeah, he's going to the Hall of Fame as maybe the greatest coach ever. Him, Belichick, they're, they're right there. So my question is, you're telling me that Ryan Poles doesn't know intimately about most every guy on every staff. That guy right there. Yeah. Sean McVay was a he was a hot assistant. It wasn't like a tip of the tongue name. Like an Eric Spolstra of the NFL. Right. In that in that way. When Eric Spolstra got hired by the Heat to coach LeBron, everyone and LeBron said, Hey, get Riley down here. This guy's too young. Nope. He's really good. He's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Those guys are on every staff. There are really good coaches. Find the right one. That's your job. This is why I like the experience on the sidelines, Cap. I do. You may hold your nose and say, oh, God, this guy with the cheating scandal, he might get his banner snatched at Michigan. Cap, it's just the right guy for the right time. If you feel like the like you feel like the Bears can make the playoffs next year, I do. The uh, roster's that much better. Well, imagine uh, Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines to solidify that, to put a stamp on that, where the offense looks like, hey, it looks like it always does, but boy, it's much better. You, go, you know, can get down the field, and boy, they we won the football well. The offensive line's better. That's all I'm saying. Like, it, it, like if the Bears don't make the playoffs next year with Matt Eberflus, we'll come right back here and regret. The Bears not getting Jim Harbaugh or a better coach in that in that scenario. Har- Eberflus was here just to be able to just tighten some of the screws. But now that you have your Joe Madden available, and he will be now that he's won the national championship, why not the Bears? Why does that have to be the Los Angeles Chargers? <laughs> why? Where are they going? Right. He's not winning a Super Bowl with them, Cap. He's not. And he might have full autonomy of the roster. Antonio Pierce has done a nice job as an interim with the Las Vegas Raiders. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they look at Jim Harbaugh and say, hey, what about coaching us? We'll give you everything. Like they gave to Gruden. We'll yeah, give you everything. Reportedly, Mark Davis is being pressured internally to hire Antonio Pierce. Players love playing for him. And they played better sure. since they fired Josh McDaniels. But that he lusts for Jim Harbaugh. See? To Vegas, splash hire, the whole deal. Yeah. And he's got the money to do it. He'll give him everything. He'll give him full autonomy. What if Jim says, I want Mike Mayock back? <laughs> He'd give it to him. He'd give it to him. He'd tell the him, world. you're the boss. Do whatever you yeah. want. You know what's so funny about that? They could have hired him two years ago, and they hired Josh McDaniels instead. See? How'd that go? Right. It's so funny. All these teams could have hired Jim Harbaugh. Many of them chose not to, like the Vikings thing where Harbaugh went up there with his pen ready to sign the contract, and they're like, oh, buddy, we're, we're interviewing you. Oh, never mind. And like, <laughs> now it's everybody just wants him so badly. It's funny how it changed so much in we'll, a, just we'll a couple of years. We'll find out if that's true. He may stay at Michigan. He it might not-, not be true. Like that Cap, that might be a part of it. Maybe everybody doesn't want him that badly. Right. We're going to find out. Don't you think, Shay, that's the right hire for the right time now? Absolutely. Absolutely it's the right hire. Like that, And look, I've been vocal. I hate Michigan. I, I haven't thought much of Jim Harbaugh for a long time. But what he's accomplished in the last three years, cheating or otherwise, and especially this season, to take that scandal and flip it on its head to the Michigan versus everybody style where you made getting caught cheating work for you 
And then once the cheating's done, you still go out and you beat Penn State on the road. You take care of business in Maryland. You beat Ohio State. You go to the Rose Bowl and beat Alabama. And then you bludgeon Washington. I mean, you put them in a Ziploc and punted them out of Houston. That's exactly what happened last night. And I know, Cap, in 2024, it sounds weird. It sounds strange. But what Shea just laid out there is correct in that you know and I know that Michigan cheated. That guy was suspended six games? Yeah, three at the start, three at the end. I think think he's the only coach in history to be suspended twice in the same season for two different violations. But yet he comes out looking like a baby face in that Michigan against everybody is just Shea just laid out. Think about that. And also, to further the point, NFL people that you know and I know, NFL players that work in this building say, well, you just hold your nose. What happened in college is college. We want them in the pros. As if it didn't matter. Right. So your scruples or your morals be damned. We just want Harbaugh on the sideline. This is what it is now. Now, I know from your standpoint, because you've been saying it for a while, it, it bothers you that this guy is part of a cheating scandal. Why would I want him on my sideline? Because, of, you know, what kind of person you're getting? Well, when it's about the big W, I guess it doesn't matter to some people. Correct. Waddle told us that. Correct. <laughs> like Albert Breer said through the NFL channels, that was college. Bring him in. Because that's how people felt about Pete Carroll. Like, Pete would be great. Back. Bring him back to the NFL. Get him away from that nonsense of the NCAA. He can coach football. You don't have to worry about suspensions and scandals in the NFL. Just get it done. That's how important it is, Cap. And I know that you know we talk about sports and it's about winning, but for some organizations, the scandal doesn't matter. Your morals doesn't matter. Can you help us win? Why do you think Rick Pitino keeps getting hired? Because you can win. Remember the priest who stood up there at St. John's? I'll, I can find the quotes from you. Where Patino had, you know, sex with that woman supposedly at his coach's show at Louisville, allegedly in the back room, and then got in trouble, and he's married, and the whole whole scandal and strippers and all. And they asked the priest, "Why are you hiring Coach Patino?" He said, "You know, somewhat of a sordid background because it's time to win here at St. John." That's what he said. The priest Cap. in his collar. Yep. And you know what? It's time to win. Yeah. They're 11 and 4, and they got their first road win in 30 years at Villanova. So, well done. There you go. <laughs> it's time to win. So, I mean, that's, that's and again, for some, they turn a blind eye to it. And for others, you know, it's like, oh, we can't have that guy in the program. Well, if you're trying to win, Jim knows how to win. So, Shane, let's open the phone lines here. We've talked about it. We want you to talk about it with us. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Is Jim Harbaugh the perfect hire for the Bears? What's the argument against it? Your thoughts on that and more as we continue on on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Checkmate one six. Suppression on target. That's why I see him in a shot. Shot or no shot with Captain G Hood on ESPN one thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in a shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN one thousand and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot is brought to you by... That Meat Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring craft beers, great food, horse racing, video slot, sports betting through points bet throughout Chicago land. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Good morning, boys. On a Tuesday, how are we today? 
Ready to rock and roll, baby. I'm sad. Sad? My college football's over. Oh, opening day. That's coming quick, baby. Baseball. Is it? I can't tell by the snow coming down. Is there a baseball coming? Every day (laughs) ticks off closer to the best time on the sports calendar. That is the spring. You just invest so much time, Shay, and now it's gone. Oh, well. <laughs> There's gonna, spring football's right around the corner. Hoodie, I was, you just reminded me of something mm-hmm. that I want to ask as the, as the start of Chaternoshak, kind of impromptu. Yeah. Uh, I keep seeing commercials for this now during all the college football games and now during the Week 18 NFL games and certainly during the playoffs. The United Football League starts up in March 2024. Yep. Shot or no shot, you will be down bad enough for football to watch the UFL in March. No shot. shot. (laughs) That's a no shot. Unless unless I'm having problems in March Madness with some of my bets. That's the only reason why I'd even turn it on. I'd put a movie on that I'd seen a (laughs) hundred times before I'd watch the USFL. Yeah, man. I can't. Or or UFL, whatever. the, The combination now. The combination of the XFL and the... What, what and the USFL, yeah. right? That's yeah, correct. Yeah, so the combination of the two. So yeah, I won't no, that's a no shot. Damn. I gave it a shot in the first uh, the first year because Chicago had a team at Soldier Field. Nobody yeah. was there. I'm but, gonna pass. But yeah, no, that's a no shot. No shot. All right, Jay. I'm thinking about becoming a Memphis Showboats fan. Are they back to Memphis? <laughs> the, we got the Birmingham Stallions, head coach Connor Stallions, Houston Roughnecks, Memphis Showboats, Michigan Panthers, Arlington Renegades, D.C. Defenders, San Antonio Brahmas, and St. Louis Battlehawks. They draw, by the way. St. Louis draws big. They got no football team, but they it's like 25,000 in there, 30,000. They support it like a regular team. Hard pass it, from and that's this something? seat. Yeah. I actually have a lot of those hats I could bring in. Those old, those first year X, XFL hats. Mm-hmm. I got like eight or nine of them. Yeah, I do. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm not a spring football guy at, at college. Could care less. And I don't, not going to watch the UFL or whatever it's called. Not happening. The Chicago Rush is coming back. Oh, they're going to be the new, <laughs> they're going to be the new NFL team. They're in the UFL or what? No, they, no, they, no. Just arena. That's just the, arena. Yes. They're going to be the new uh, NFL team when the, Bears moved to Arlington Heights. Brett and I were uh, season ticket holders when they were around many, many years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yep. Yeah. Pass. That'll be the AFC team over there. Some, somebody's got to be in Soldier Field. That's correct. Uh, all right, Shay. All right, Daniel Jeremiah, draft expert for NFL Network, weighed in on the quarterback decision facing Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears. Listen to this. To me, I've been saying this throughout the process. I feel like this decision, while it's going to be difficult in the environment in Chicago because of the pressure and the popularity of Justin Fields, if you step back, remove yourself from that and look at it, this is, to me, it's a no-brainer. You are going to trade Justin Fields. You are going to draft a quarterback with that first overall pick. You're going to go from paying, having to pay a quarterback, which in field you'd have to pay him 40 plus million, to now being able to get one for about nine or 10 million. Yeah. And that 30 million dollars worth of savings, go help your team. And the draft picks you get for Justin Fields, go help your team. Build around a new quarterback, reset that clock. That's the smart thing to do. Basically, saying the player that you have in Fields, very similar to the player you might be able to get at number one overall, with some major cost savings to help build around that young. Player. Yeah, it's 30 million. Math I mean, they put a number on yeah. it. It's 30 Math million works. dollars difference. So there you go, $30 million in savings. Daniel Jeremiah, draft expert, NFL Network, says no-brainer. You're moving on from fields and drafting a quarterback. So shot or no shot, 
the quarterback conversation we're having right now isn't a conversation at all. They're moving on. That's a shot. That is a shot. That absolutely they are considering all options. They've got to do all their homework. They've got to spend hours and hours with Caleb Williams and Drake May and all of them and put them through all the different things you've got to deal with as a quarterback in this city. Are you aware of everyone thinks they know what a quarterback looks like and we've never had one? Are you prepared for the media and the fan base and the pressure and all of it, outdoor football? And if they don't get the right answers, that changes their perspective. They don't have to trade Justin until basically the day of the draft. Well, it's a no shot for now until we get clarification. Now, I thought that the door was ajar a little bit because Justin Fields did not have to say goodbye in some ways as he did in his uh, press conference on Sunday. And let me just go off on a tangent a little bit uh, right here when it comes to Justin Fields and get to the officiating on how these officials... That's not him saying goodbye, but pretty much he did say, you know, uh, for all the Bears fans, thank you, and also said uh, pretty much you know, gave a little shot to the media at the end. You recall this, right? Yeah, he said, thanks to y'all, even though you made my life or my job more difficult, thanks for y'all. Yeah, that kind of thing. So uh, to me, it's a no shot for now until we get that clarification that for sure the fields is going to be traded or no longer with the team. So, no, I think it's worth the conversation. But it's funny that Jeremiah says the same thing that uh, Mike Tannenbaum says. He looks at it from the dollars and cents standpoint. Like, why are you guys talking about this? Don't you want to be able to save money? If you don't feel like he's the guy, then why spend a lot of money on someone who still doesn't seem like he's the guy yet based on a production? Correct. That is correct. I talked to Field Yates for quite a while over the weekend. Mm -hmm. He's a good buddy. I really like that guy. He said... They're going to go through. He goes, I'm telling you how this is going to go down. Poles is going to do his homework on every single quarterback that has a chance in the draft. Every one of them. From McCarthy to Williams to May to Penix to, uh, what's the other guy's name? Jaden Daniels. Mm -hmm. He said he's going to sit down with every one of those guys. And then he's going to weigh taking one of them versus what I got to pay for this guy, what I can get in draft capital versus what I can get if I trade the number one pick. He said in the end, he prob- probably gets a new quarterback. I, I, I understand that point of view. I just want to see it. I want to see how the Bears are able to work themselves around this, Shea. Like, it seems obvious to me, but when we hear the word continuity about the head coach and or the quarterback, especially from Kevin Warren, of course, you know, he hasn't had his full discussions yet about the future of the Bears. That's just interesting to me. So, it, no, I think it's still worth the conversation. Mm-hmm. We need to find out exactly... What's going on up there? What, do they think Caleb Williams is the right guy right now to be able to h- handle this? Or Justin Fields with a new offensive coordinator? I don't know the answer to that yet. They have not yet said when they're going to speak, but we're well, hoping it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We will talk to Courtney Cronin, 918. I texted her a little bit ago. She said she feels like whatever they decide, the picture we have will be a little bit more clear today. Okay. So I'm waiting on that. But, Hoodie, I think you bring up a good point. And, like, again, impromptu shot or no shot. Because I think Eberflus and the decision to keep the head coach or move on from the head coach is the part that makes this the most difficult. Like, you can't make the decision to move on from quarterback before you make the decision on who the head coach is. But both things kind of have to work in tandem. So shot or no shot, Eberflus is actually the piece that muddies up what you do with Justin Fields. That is a shot. Yeah, Eber. That's a shot. 
Look, if you say we believe in Matt Eberflus and we're keeping him together, but we're getting a new quarterback and a new coordinator, what happens if Eberflus struggles next year? What if you have three more historic losses? Now you go, oh, God, we, we got to move on. Thanks, Matt, because next year is when you're going to have to extend Eberflus. He's only got two years left. He only right. signed a four-year deal. Reportedly. No, no. I read the art, the quotes from the Bear. Four-year contract. Okay. He's got a four-year deal. Now, could there be options in there? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think it's a four-year deal. Well, at the end of next year, you're letting him go in as a lame duck? Like a buddy of mine who listens to us every day, Chuck, he said, if you're keeping him, you've got to extend him now. And he would not. Of course he not. He said, of course not. I would not do that. But he said, after next season, he's a lame duck. Nobody goes into their final year. You always extend or fire. So you got a real conundrum that you got to navigate. Hey, that would be me. Unless it's a, what was that? It was a Caldwell, if it's a Jim Caldwell situation in which, and, and I'm going by your words, you feel like the Bears could be a playoff team next year. I do. Okay. And if Eberflus is the head coach, unless it's a Jim Caldwell situation where you feel like you can upgrade the position, he will get extended. If they make the playoffs. Oh, no question. If they, he would deserve it if they make the playoffs. they make the playoffs, how do you not extend them? But if you have a new quarterback and a new coordinator and it doesn't go like C.J. Stroud did, mm-hmm. and they had a new coach and a new coordinator and a new quarterback, and it worked. Right. Like, if I'm voting for coach of the year, there's only two candidates. It's Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Or my personal choice, I would vote for D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. Dragon Slayer! I, that, I think he's done a magnificent job. Magnificent. Now, is Bobby Slowick good enough in one year as a play caller to go and bring him in as the head coach? That's a ballsy move. He will get some interviews just based on the one year. Right. That's how quickly this NFL works. Correct. You never, damn your body of work. We need you now. Look, I hope Ryan Poles is reading... The Robert Frost poem, stopping by woods on a snowy evening, because the way it ends was something that Mike Ditka quoted many, many years ago. I still have miles to go before I sleep. He's not close. He's not yet where he needs to be. There's still work to be done to get this thing where you go, wow, the Bears are actually really good because we got trucked on Sunday. There's still miles to go before he sleeps. Don't forget that. What, what, what kind of beatnik are you? What are you doing here? I was an English major. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, okay. Well, keep it in your back pocket. Here's Shay. It's, right? it, it works. Read the poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. No, I'm not reading that poem. It's okay. I'm a sports guy. I'm here, just telling here. you, that poem is a metaphor for what's going on with the Bears in many ways. Yes. There's still miles to go. Before I sleep. Alongside Doby Gillis, Jonathan Hood with you as we continue Shot or No Shot. Shane? All right, regardless regardless of what the Bears decide to do, the options they have in front of them all seem kind of good. They can draft a top-flight quarterback prospect with the number one pick. They could trade the top pick for a massive haul, give themselves a treasure trove of assets to build around Justin Fields, or they could sign a bridge quarterback and draft a developmental quarterback, play the long-term Packers-style game. A lot of options. Shot or no shot, you fully, 100% trust Ryan Poles to get it right. That's a shot. Yeah, that's a shot for me. 
like, it's, it's a shot. I mean, I mean, he could always fail. I would admit, but I, I trust that he's had more hits than swings and misses in his tenure. Oh, think of where this roster was the day he took over. Mm-hmm. The cap issues he had to navigate, the blueprint that he laid out, how bad they were last year, and where they're at now. That we actually have clear optimism. They're not there yet. They got their head kicked in again up in Green Bay. But this is a historic offseason. Like last year, Danny, our boss, was saying new era. And it is. Mm -hmm. This is a legacy-defining offseason. Legacy. Because if he gets the quarterback right, that quarterback's probably going to be rolling into a new stadium at some point like as the clear all-time greatest quarterback in the history of the franchise, Mm -hmm. if he's still here. If he gets it wrong, he's fired. This is a humongous offseason, way bigger than last offseason. Yeah, to me, that's that's a shot because I believe that any time that you can tell in ownership, yeah, the best thing I could do is to shave off some of these veterans that you're not winning with, and there was a number of them that were playmakers, but yet you were losing with those same playmakers. And so we're going to restart the franchise, get that number one pick, and build it that way so we could have a sustained winner. That's a great game plan if it works, and I believe that he can get it turned, Ryan Poles. Now who's going to coach it and who's the quarterback? A lot of questions. <laughs> Shay, can you sneak it one more before around the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a little bit of a poetic coincidence since Cap wants to quote poetry this morning somehow. He's high. A poetic coincidence last night. Michigan won the national championship in the same city where the 2017 Houston Astros hoisted the Commissioner's Cup. Just a little bit of poetry That's there. Yeah. However, after the Connor Stallions incident and him leaving the program, the cheating ending, Michigan State undefeated. They beat Penn State on the road. They won a nail-biter with Maryland on the road. They beat Ohio State. They beat Iowa. They beat Alabama. And then they won the national championship in dominant fashion over Washington. Shot or no shot, Michigan removed the asterisk from their season. No shot. There are still people now going, that's tainted. They've been talking about that on get-up this morning. Is the championship tainted? There are some people that will go, no, they got Stallions out of there, Jim served a suspension, and they're a worthy champ. And there are others that will always look and go, you cheated your way there. You always hear both sides of the argument, mm-hmm. which you just laid out. Like, for, some, for USC fans, like those, you know, we still have a Heisman Trophy winner during that era of Pete Carroll, and we are still the national champions, even though a banner's been snatched. Okay, again, it's in the record book. There is no asterisk in my mind right now, Cap, because nothing has happened. There's been two suspensions from the head coach. But in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. because of the controversy around it. These now, guys did it. These guys did no, it, no matter, No matter what happened, yes, they did get a national championship. They did win because we saw it with our own eyes last night. But the point is, though, it was with controversy. Mm-hmm. The coach wasn't even there for six games. So the asterisk will always be there in the record book, but... You know, they're still a hell of a team. No question. Isn't there a little bit of irony, too, in the fact that the two years that they were cheating their asses off, they got bombed by Georgia and then lost a track meet to TCU as a 14 and a half point favorite? 
and the year they get caught and have to stop cheating is the year that they just dominate their way to a title. Yeah, those other games, Stallions was on vacation. Correct. He wasn't available. Correct. <laughs> he was in the Army Reserves. He had to report to active duty. Actually, when it comes to stuff like that, Shay, you would imagine that's got to be more than one person. Usually that's a staff. Or was he a Marine? He was a Marine, I think. I believe that's the case. Yeah. Navy. Yeah, it's third Navy. time would have been the charm, but don't he was you, in the Navy. Don't you don't you think it should have been two or three people though in that spot instead of just one guy? You have a staff of cheaters. You don't just get one. Well, apparently this well, guy is they just fired the, the linebacker coach in December. Something else went on. The linebacker coach was trying to destroy the hard drive where all of the video was kept. That's why he got fired. There yeah, you go. That's gonna be a I was gonna say a nice lifetime movie, but I don't think women would like that story. Not as interesting. No. <laughs> That'd be a, I thought that would be a great lifetime show uh, movie against the NFL on Sundays. Uh, but no, I don't think it, women would be interested in that story. Not enough salaciousness in it. Cheating, though, for sure. Let's go around the NFL. Pitbull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Around the NFL with Shane Orling. Shane? Another overreaction around the NFL. Oh, it is? Yeah, we got two days of overreactions before you get your playoff power rankings tomorrow. Let me sit down. Very excited. Good. Uh, I want to start by asking the two of you if you can answer this question. Where is all the bloodshed? Have NFL owners uh, become patient all of the sudden? Yesterday was fairly quiet for a Black Monday. Five job openings right now. And we heard there could be eight to ten. Hoodie, we're still three to five job openings short. Where is all the bloodshed? I was promised my pound of flesh, and I have not been satisfied. Right. Bears not saying anything. Patriots, we kind of know, but again, they're, they're doing it at their own time. It was not a firing or a decision made on Monday. Titans, variable. They haven't said anything. They reportedly had some issues, but they're trying to work them out. And we had how many in-season firings besides Carolina? Three in-season and then the two at the Vegas, end of the year. Carolina, and San Diego, or L.A. There you go. There you, so a couple of those were in-season. So that took, took away from our blood, our, our Black Monday. Usually it would just be six, seven guys all in a row breaking news across the board on a Monday morning. Not the case. Not the case. But... I will go back to what Albert Breer said, Cap. You know, there are some organizations that say, let's preach preach patience because there is not an obvious candidate out there for some of these teams. They don't want to go back with this, the obvious offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator because you know that that's three years and out, more times than not. Correct. So, you know, like with the Giants, Dable's still in place. We have questions about him, do we not, Shay? Like a, a Giants... No, He's no, still- he already changed the staff. He fired the the D coordinator resigned, the special teams coordinator was fired, and the O coordinator is staying. Dable's seat was hot just like Salah's seat was hot. Salah's coming back with the Jets. Correct. What about what about those those names? I just think that's you know, for the in season firings that took away from the Black Monday, but there were some question marks and they're still in place. Is Sirianni getting fired if Philly gets stomped down in Tampa? I say he has another year. 
I would think so. He went to the Super Bowl a year ago, but if they whack him, what? We mean what? Oh, you know what happened when I said the name Sirianni? Siri answered. How about that? That's funny. That's what? Uh, if Sirianni gets fired, would you have interest in him? I would not. He asked me that yesterday. Why? Tell me why. Uh, we're fine. I'm I'm stuck on Jim Harbaugh and Dan Quinn. Shay, would you want Sirianni? I'd have to really think about it. If I want, it, probably I would talk to him. At least I would I would probably talk to him, and I would be definitely interested in hiring him. I. Philly is such an odd town. I would not fire Nick Sirianni. Like, think about the roster has aged. Their guards, Jurgens, and the other one, name escapes me, they have not been as impactful as they were in the past. They've had injuries at tackle. Lane Johnson has rental space and an MRI machine. Mm-hmm. Like, the defense is just atrocious, in large part because the secondary has aged out of football. Fletcher Cox needs a walker. Brandon Graham enough like these guys are just old and you lost both your coordinators from last season to head coaching gigs and then you're gonna fire nick sirianni after one year with a collect like it just feels like it'd be a little more patient but philly is animalistic sports fan town like they're rabid yeah and it feels like those fans want blood yeah i would say another year for sirianni i don't think that he'll be fired because the eagles are free falling anyway cap and if they lose in the first round that's you mentioned yesterday about the older roster. Okay, you got to fix it. I trust the Eagles to try to find a way to fix it and get younger assets, younger parts. All right, Jay. All right, I think the Dolphins this weekend in Kansas City are going to be mercy killed. It's unfortunate what's happened, but they are down three more linebackers as they go to Kansas City. They're already down their bookend pass rushers, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, done for the season. Now, Andrew Van Ginkle, done for the year. Mm-hmm. Jerome Baker, done for the year. It leaves Emmanuel Ogba and Melvin Ingram as their only healthy outside linebackers as they go to take on Patrick Mahomes on the road in 10-degree weather. It's not great what happened to Miami. It's a little, like, I don't want to say sad. It's not their fault, but I think they're going to go get mercy killed in Kansas City. And that'll be all for Miami. That's all. Boy, that weather is just... Whew. Yeah, they just and they're limping in, Cap. They're limping in. That loss against the Bills. What does that say more for Miami or Buffalo? Buffalo. Buffalo says more about Buffalo. They're playing great football. Mm-hmm. I want that guy, my quarterback. I love that guy. I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. And then when I hear from the great Jay Moore that he's really a wonderful good guy, and then remember Jay Moore's son called and said, "Oh, he's the best." Like I want that guy. In this climate, in this town, I'll live with the turnovers. He's a beast. Couldn't live with it on this football team. Why? Well, you couldn't. Buffalo and the Bears are two different teams. The the reason why that he could survive all those turnovers is because of the infrastructure on that team, offense and defense. But they used to be a joke. Buffalo was horrible. Why? We went in there with Nagy and beat their ass when they had Nathan Peterman at quarterback uh, for Buffalo. Why can't we build something like Buffalo? Same climate, outdoor stadium. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, Josh Allen, this team, pretty much same result. The Bears still live in the 85, man. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) Just wait a minute now. Now, hang on a second. Come on, man. You're the most optimistic Bears fan we have on the show. Come on, Jay Moore. 
I don't think they're doing enough to change. We're waiting. What about the boom? Here comes the boom. Get that sound from the late Ted, Ted Knight. <laughs> We're, doing We're waiting. <laughs> Wait a minute, Jaymore. What about the boom? Here comes we'll the boom. We'll see. See, he's down. See, can I just tell you something? I've always said this. If a Jay Moore is down on the Bears, then you've lost everybody. Then you've got trouble. Yeah. Real trouble. He, he's, he, bets, he bets the Bears and feels strong about the Bears every game, even with even if the Bears are a big underdog. Jay I was Moore's so still, hurt. He's was still so behind. Hurt, See? See? So hurt after that loss, man. When you lost a Johnny Moore, that'll be all. Yeah. Try I'm, walking out of Lambeau with all those lunatics chanting, keep Justin Fields. Wow. <laughs> I'm talking Packers fans. <laughs> By the way, Shay, Landon Dickerson and Cam Jurgens are the guards for the Eagles O-line. I said Jurgens. I couldn't. Landon Dickerson, good player, but he's not as good as he used to be. And he's been banged up. I think he shredded his thumb. He has like a thumb injury. A lot going on with the Eagles. Yeah, they're banged uh, up. Jay Moore, can I cheer you up a little bit? Please. The Buffalo Bills will at least make the conference title game, and I think they have a very good chance of going to the Super Bowl. They get the bye week free space of the Pittsburgh Steelers in Orchard Park. They will play either Kansas City, Cleveland, Houston, or Miami in Orchard Park the following week. Uh, like, or Not Miami. Cleveland, Houston, or Kansas City the following week in Orchard Park. And then they get to stave off playing the Ravens until the conference title game which I think is going to be about as evenly matched as that could possibly be. Jay Moore, I think you're going to see your guy, Josh Allen, play to go to the Super Bowl. Now, that's what I'm talking about, my brother, Shay. Thank you. Thank you. I feel a lot better. What about the Bears, Jay Moore? Why would you do that to him? <laughs> see, man. <laughs> I'm trying to make our guy feel good. See, man. Why do you got to do that? I just thought I would ask. Hey, <laughs> just... And this guy here to my right, I love Josh Allen. As if he would be leading the Bears to Super Bowl with this outfit. It's DJ Moore and an absent Darnell Mooney. What a time not to be available, by the way, on a contract year. Okay, and if I said to you, please, guess what? We are adding another receiver, whoever that is, Harrison, Adunze, or Neighbors. And he upgraded the O-line. Oh, and that's Josh Allen back there now. Bring it on. Mm -hmm. How about this year? Not as much. This past season. Yes, yes. No, we're not good enough. Yes, exactly. We'd be better with you, Josh Allen, you, obviously. Yeah, you could, you could love the asset, but you have to actually love the team, too. And he would be he would be in trouble with that offensive line. With no Darnell Mooney trying to get it to Scott, please. Right. Don't this, disagree. be a mess. But I'm talking about taking the next step. Is Drake May the next Josh Allen? I don't know that. No, I, don't, I have no idea. Josh Allen's Josh Allen, though. But here's but my ultimate point about it is he can make mistakes and still the Bills will find a way to win ball games, especially as of late. Their defense has evolved into being like maybe a top six unit. And, and it was yeah. a defense that was terrible at the start of the season. It's become really good. Mm-hmm. All right. What else do we have? I just have to get this off my chest. Okay. The New England Patriots have become a country club. Did you see the reports yesterday from Jeff Howe, beat writer for the Patriots at The Athletic? Bill Belichick could return and bring in Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. What the actual F are you doing? Are you an NFL team or are you a country club for your old man friends to come hang out? My God. The White Sox. Seriously. (laughs) 
seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. Come on. Every day that passes, it just becomes more and more clear that Tom Brady was the entire straw that stirred the drink. Yeah, I mean, also in the same report, is this true, Shay, that that Belichick would be willing to give up personnel yeah. decisions? Which is about the only silver lining if you are a Patriots fan is like at least you might get a general manager. But really, how much power do you have? They're not getting this turn, Cap. They're not getting this turn. We're going back to Rod Rust now. Rod Rust. It's done. It's done. Who was the other co- the coach took him to sue? Raymond Barry. Yes. Yeah. That that'll be all. They're not getting this turned. Thanks for coming. Have a good day. It just it just. It, 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 and you know, again, it all centers around the quarterback. Now we're talking about the the goat, the all time great Tom Brady. But the point is, though, is that there is no Plan B. When you at such a high level and went at a high level, there's a drop-off there. That's why we are stunned about how the Steelers do it. And I know that some look at the Steelers and say, well, what have you really done? Have you ever really been in the Super Bowl picture as of late? No, but you're a winning franchise with the lights on. But you're, you're in the playoffs. At least you're in the mix. That's all I ever asked for as a Bears, for it to be a perennial playoff team. For us to say, all right, Cap, we got some deep January football to talk. Let's go. We don't even get that. Nothing. But at least the Steelers can say that. Yep. I know that they, listen, they have bigger aspirations, and rightfully so. You want to get to the Super Bowl because you've won so many division championships that are always in the playoffs under Mike Tomlin. But at least you're there. At least you're there. And and they do it with, in the post-Ben Roethlisberger era. You're doing it with three quarterbacks somehow, some way in the playoffs. And the Patriots, it's not there. Are the Patriots the NFL Bulls? You got a glory. You got a glory run out of lucking into the greatest player in the history of the sport, and now you're just receding back into garbage. Damn, they're the NFL Bulls. Yeah, except Phil Jackson's not still trying to hang on to get some record. Well, no, he, was, he was smart. He got out. He's, he wasn't coaching. He wasn't coaching Jalen Rose. No, I'm out. <laughs> and all that nonsense, right? He wasn't. He wasn't coaching uh, Pete Myers. No, as a starting guard. No, no, not absolutely not. In the post Jordan era, Albert Breer. As we talk to Albert about everything Bears and the NFL from MoneyMorningQuarterback.com and SI.com. That's next on Cap and J Hood.